0: Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. It's pretty fascinating when you watch a football game high school, college, professional. I'm talking about American football, not the little round thing, but the little oblong pigskin thing. When you watch that game of football and you hear somebody say, that runner has great vision, that's usually not just an illustration that they can see where the ball is, where the line of scrimmage is, where the goal line is, where the first down marker is, but they can see not just the people on the other side, but sometimes the intent of the people on the other side. They know how to read the play. They have what they call football IQ. It's the ability to understand if I take this step in that direction, that cornerback, that linebacker, that safety is going to react to that movement. And what does that mean for me next? Well, that's one level of playing football. That's sight. But vision is a completely different thing, and especially in leadership. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode of Leading Leaders. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast, and I can tell you for a long time I've been watching and listening and learning and studying this concept of the word vision. A vision is that driving force that helps you to establish the goals in your business, the goals in your life, maybe even the goals in your relationship. Without a vision for what it's supposed to be, some look further down the road on the horizon as to what life will one day be. Without that, there's not even a roadmap to get you from point A to point B. In fact, without a vision, there's really not even a point B. I might be brave enough to say, without a vision, there's not a point. Because your vision should be driven by your passions and your purposes. Why do you do what you do? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Why do you go to work? Why do you earn money money to pay off a house, to pay off a car? to pay off student loans. Why did you do that in the first place? The point of all of it, the why behind all of it. That's really about the vision. What does it look like when it's complete? What picture do you see in your head of that destination? Now, I've read a lot of books on on vision. I I think Jack Canfield's uh, Success Principles probably is the best one. But you've heard all the exercises. Imagine yourself cruising down the highway in a red convertible. Your hair is blowing in the wind. You feel the sensation of the sea salt on your face as you drive down the Pacific Coast Highway. Your heart is pounding with the exhilaration of accelerating through the curves and slowing down when they're too dangerous and passing other cars and your passenger is just enthralled with your, your exciting drive and all of the emotions are being stirred up and the picture that you're painting in your head and and all that's great. What does it want you to do as a result of that vision? Well, drive down the highway in a red convertible obviously is what's compelling you. It's what's leading you emotionally to that moment. But what's the difference between that and a really good set of VR goggles? Have you ever put on VR goggles or I remember when we took our kids to Disney decades ago that we sat in the little container, literally it was a container, like a spaceship capsule or something where everything around us was video screen and the machine would move like we were on a roller coaster. And in this particular machine, you got to create your own roller coaster. Would it have loops? Would it have dips? Would it have a high clickety-clickety-click climbs and then rapid falls? And you got to design that on your own. And I did it with my kids inside this silly little thing. And we had some of the most boring roller coasters you've ever seen in your life and a couple that were a little hairy. But see, inside that little box, there was zero chance of us falling out of the seat because we forgot to latch our buckles. There was zero chance that in that loop-de-loop we were going to flip upside down and somebody was going to throw up on our head from the other side of the circle. None of those things were possible because the little capsule was virtual reality. Oh, in our sight, in our minds, and even in our bodies, the movement left and right and up and down and the speed changes and the G-forces and all of these things that the body responded to imaginarily in relationship to our sight they changed. They were dramatic. But see, you can't build a future like that. Augmented reality and virtual reality might give us some insight into what it could be, but that that's just a tool, that's not really a vision. One of the challenges we have in this world of leadership is really being able to craft a vision into an executable plan with goals something that drives and motivates us and compels our team to to act to do to serve to perform to produce that's what the vision is designed for that's what the vision is supposed to do but if it's lacking vision or it lacking the purpose it's lacking the passion it's lacking the motivation, then it really is nothing but another painted mind picture, right? So how do we get beyond describing what we see with our eyes and begin to develop what we have to see first with our heart? How do we move from the first level to the next level? How do we move into that, as some would say, third dimension? I picked up one of my older books today looking for some inspiration and I found, now this is a book called Aspire by Kevin Hall. I read this apparently almost 15 years ago and I say that because when I look back at the pages, uh, unlike me, because I almost always um, mark my pages, you can see, it's not really zoomed in very well there, but you can see the pages there have a lot of markings but they have no dates um, that means that was before I started dating the pages as I was reading so I don't know exactly when I read this book the first time but I want to share with you a little passage on page 90 and 91 out of this book Aspire by Kevin Hall I think it's um, it's great fodder if you will so chapter 5 is the beginning of this it's the Seper Verde Saper Verde and when you look up the word, it's a Latin word, so I may not be pronouncing it exactly right. I don't speak Latin or even Spanish, which would be a very close derivative, or even French, which is another Latin derivative. But he says on the bottom of page 90, he says, when asked for the secrets of his genius, Da Vinci would character- characteristically respond with the conceived and adopted his own personal, made, his own personal motto, saper verde. This free phrase combines... The Latin sapir, which means knowing how, and verde, which means to see. Sapir verde is knowing how to see. It transposes the saying, seeing is believing to believing is seeing. Interesting. People with sapir verde look forward as well as inward. They're capable of believing and seeing what others don't. Da Vinci understood that what we truly see with our brain first, our heart second, And then our eyes, our brain first, our heart second, and then our eyes. That's a powerful understanding. Knowing how to see, he realized, is crucial to living a life of significance. It enables us to focus on what we want to see happen instead of focusing on what we don't want to see happen. People without Saproverde say, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Those with Sapro say, I'll see that bridge before I cross it. Safer Verde is three-dimensional, a combination of hindsight, foresight, and insight. Hindsight is seeing back. Hind is behind. That's where we've been. Foresight is seeing ahead. For is before. It is in the front of us. Insight is seeing from within. It's what we see with the eyes of our mind, and feel with the pulse of our heart, or as Miles Monroe says in his book, The Principles, of a Powerful, Principles and Power of Vision, quote, Sight is a function of the eyes, vision is a function of the heart. Vision sets you free from the limitations of what the eyes see, and allows you to enter into the liberty of what the heart can feel. Never let your eyes determine what your heart believes. People without vision often fixate on the past. They look at what has happened as a hitching post instead of a guidepost. by letting hindsight dictate they ensure their path will in- invariably repeat itself. It is the trademark of those with Safer not only to see the past and the present, but also the future. When we think about the power of creating a vision for our organization, we've got to have the leaderships. Ability to look at the past and say, This is what we did wrong. And this is what we could have done better. And as he says, rather than making it a hitching post where we'll we tie ourselves down to the mistakes of the past and say, Well, this is where I failed before. I, I guess I can't go any further than this. We need to look at the mistakes of the past as a guidepost and say, I kind of messed that up. Let me do it differently. We also have to look realistically. At where we are today what are the things that we're really good at what are the things that we can accomplish what are the possibilities and opportunities that are right in front of us that maybe maybe we've overlooked maybe we've <clears throat> maybe we've allowed fear to stop us from walking through the door of what could be because of what was and so we limit what is right now rather than looking at the opportunity in front of us we look at what could be a frightful future and decide, let's go back to the past. We find that we're tied to that hitching post, but not just tied to it. We're tied to it with a massive bungee cord that allows us to go just so far. I remember we used to train with this bungee cord game. We used it with kids a lot as well when I worked in the industry, but... We would train with it as football players, this giant inflatable device that would have a steel plate at the back and a very strong bungee cord. And we would have these Velcro things in our hands and we would run as far down the path as we could and then reach and place the Velcro. And the competition was to see how far the guy next to us could run. The the key was we were both tied with this elastic band strong enough to pull a 200 pound man back off of his feet. And the further you would run, the harder it would snap back. And if you didn't run very far, you could run just enough to place it out there and then hope that your opponent didn't get that far. But if you were really, really ambitious, you would pull against that elastic strap with everything you had, dig in your feet, lean forward, maybe even reach for the rails and pull on the inflatable rails a little bit before you place your Velcro and mark your spot as the success. But inevitably... The minute you stop pulling, you stop straining, you stop pushing forward, snap back to reality. That bungee cord is going to yank you off your feet and pull you back at least half the distance that you went to the goal. That's what happens when you tie yourself to your past. When you look at the mistakes that you've made, the people you've hurt, the things you've done wrong, the losses, the failures. And you say, well, that's just who I am. That's just where I've been. That's just what I've done. Look, I'm not telling you to live in some kind of fantasy land. You've got to be realistic about all those mistakes. But realize they are a signpost, not a hitching post. Look back to them to know where they were and don't go there again. Every highway you drive down, whether there's a divided highway, if you see a median to cross over or an intersection to cross over at that intersection, if you look in your mirror you'll see the front side of a wrong way do not enter sign. What is it telling you? It's telling you that if you're crossing that highway and you get confused about which way to turn on the divided highway, that do not enter sign is warning you that that's the way you've been. Don't go there. Go the other way. You should have enough sense as a leader, not only to do that in your own life, but to do that in the life of the people you lead. Well, you've also got to have enough vision to see where you are to be able to scope out what's going on around you right now. What are the opportunities that lie in front of you? What are the opportunities on your right and your left? What are the opportunities that maybe just moments ago you stepped over, but you still have time to go back to them? The door's not closed yet. There's still a chance. You can still repair that relationship. You can still ignore that offense. You can still forget about the haters and deal with what is. Don't live in the virtual reality all the time that allows you to paint the picture exactly the way you want it to be. There are people even today who are coming out of college with quarter million dollars in college loan debt. Living in this fantasy land that has been painted for them by so many who sold them their college loan debt now, once you get that college degree, everything in the world is hunky dory. You you think you're making money now? Just wait till you get that degree. I know many of them that have the fifty thousand, two hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars of college loans, and they're still trying to figure out how to pay them back. They're they're making good money, hundred k a year. It's a good check. Barely covers the mortgage and the student loan together. Oh, I mean, they're making better than the guy who just dropped out of high school, unless he's I don't know Bill Gates, Elon Musk. Steve Jobs, how many other multi-billionaires barely finished college? I mean, if you look at a Grant Cardone, he's got a couple of degrees under his belt, but he'll tell you that most of his money has been made without them. I'm not saying getting a degree is a bad thing. I'm just saying if you're looking at all the opportunities of the past and the future, be realistic about what your possibilities are, about who you are, about what you're gifted to do. Vision is hindsight. Hindsight and it's foresight, and it's insight. It's looking into you, into that internal dimension to say, what's going on in my mind? Because a lot more success in life, and I can tell you this from my own life, from my own experience, from my own wisdom, from my own hindsight, more of my success has come from getting my mindset right than from anything else. I had to get my mindset right that future opportunities were good for me, that I was, ready, this is a big word, worthy of them. I can tell you the, the best visions in the world that are limited by your own limiting beliefs, the, the fear that if success comes, you'll screw it up. Oh, I had that. The fear that if somebody notices you, They will only notice the flaws in you. I was on a call yesterday with someone who's helping us take our business to the next level yet again. And he said, I watch you do what you do as a speaking coach, this story power thing that you do, and I am amazed. It's like magic to me. But then I look at your online presence and I think those don't match he's not the first person he's told me that in fact people have been telling me that for more than a decade when i meet you in person very impressive but when i see your online presence it's not bad it's just not the same it's not you why is that part of it is mindset part of it is when i'm in my zone and i'm operating at my highest level people see things in me that i don't see in me is that true of you is there ever a chance that people recognize a gift, a talent, a skill set that you have that you're not willing to acknowledge? Hindsight, foresight, insight. You've got to see it with your brain first, then with your heart, then with your eyes. You know what the soul of a man is? The soul of a woman as well mind, will, and emotions. It starts in the brain then it goes to the chooser, and then it feels right. If you don't think about it right, you'll never choose it right. And if you don't choose it right, it'll never feel right. But if you're led by your feelings, if you're driven by your emotions, you got it all out of whack. You got to get it in the right order. Mind, will, and emotions. You got to think through it purposefully and intentionally with a plan, then you gotta do, you gotta act on that plan. Think it through for good. I got a great little book over there. In fact, it's not over there right now because my son is studying it. It's called How Successful People Think. It's a great little excerpt out of John Maxwell's Thinking for a Change. If you really wanna change your life, change the way you think. I'm not just talking about mindset. I'm talking about the actual process of thinking, the intentionality of thinking the desired will where a passion inside you controls your behavior. You choose to stop what you're doing and think. Thinking for a change. If you wanna find change in your life, change the way you think. And then act on what you've thought about. And then you're gonna feel like a little bit different. Sometimes that feels gonna be nauseous. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna feel sick to your gut because you're thinking, how did I get here? Why am I doing this? This is the craziest thing I've ever come up with. And that, that is that old Hitchin post. That's the past telling you, uh, you're never better than you were. You're never gonna be better than you were. But sometimes it's worthwhile for a moment to don the virtual reality mask and ask yourself what could be, foresight. If I built this roller coaster and it had 7 loops in a row what would happen Well you'd probably be sick as a dog <laughs> You'd probably not you might even have a little G-shock in your own body the Pilots experience what they call over G when there's too many G forces against the human body the brain can't handle it That's why they say we can't fly the spacecraft of the UFOs the the aliens because they can change directions and our human body can't keep up with them at the speed that they change direction. That's a whole other virtual reality to study. But take a moment to plan ahead and ask yourself, what if? What if I forget about the hitching post of the past? What if I focus on what could be for the future? What if I, in this moment, think of myself, I, I can do that. If I put it in my brain first and then I let it get into my heart, will I see it more often then? Will I see that bridge before I cross it or cross that bridge when I see it? Those are choices that you're going to have to make. And as a leader, if you don't know the difference between sight and difference, between, let me say that as a sentence, if you don't know the difference between sight and vision, you're not going to be able to guide your people any differently. You're going to see what they see. You're going to feel what they feel. You're going to hear what they hear. You're going to do what they do and you're all gonna be on the same path. As a leader, you should know the difference between sight and vision. Don't just see what they see. Believe better in them. John Maxwell says, see everyone as a 10. See their best potential, their best opportunity, their best skills, their best talents. Help them to see that in themselves. You gotta get the mind right first. Then the heart will follow. Then you'll see what you intend to see. If you have not read it yet, I challenge you to go out and pick, out this, pick up this book. You'll probably find it a Half Price Books or maybe even a Goodwill. Aspire by Kevin Hall. Begin to study the understanding of some of the meanings of the words that you use every day and have never really thought about their origins or where they come from. Powerful stuff. It's really good insight and it's really good thinking time. Take the time to understand the difference between sight and vision and then work on your vision for yourself, for your teammates, for each individual. Because remember, this is not just about the bottom line. It's not about the success of your organization. Your role as a leader is to develop others. Find out where they fit in your organization and help them get better at it. Your vision for your organization, your vision for them may be exactly the answer they need. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling and I learned so much. Um, I'm really gonna have to sit down and go back through everything. And I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time. And I really highly recommend it. If you're looking to grow your ministry, grow your business, uh, grow your career, Uh, Lauren will serve you well.